Greetings. I am Nicole Vulcan, editor of The Source Weekly, bringing another Ben Don't Break at you today. Uh, with me today is Emmy Andrews. She's the executive director of the Central Oregon Trail Alliance, whose mission is to, ve- to develop, protect, and enhance the Central Oregon mountain bike experience through trails, stewardship, advocacy, collaboration, and education. Andrews began her tenure as ED at CODA in tw- January 2021. She has over 20 years of experience in project management, planning, and marketing, and a passion for implementing CODA's mission and vision. Before becoming ED, she was a board member of CODA and served as CODA's treasurer for three years. She was instrumental in developing CODA's first strategic plan and coordinating the crew leader program. Andrews has also been an active trail work volunteer and mountain bike advocate for many years. On top of all that, she's just an incredibly positive person. And maybe who wouldn't be seeing that her job is getting to shepherd the maintenance and construction of one of Central Oregon's funnest attractions, the mountain bike trails. But that's, you know, just my opinion. Welcome, Emmy. Thanks for having me, Nicole. Yeah, I'm excited to be here with you today. So let's just get into the why really quick. Tell me, what is it about mountain biking that gets you going and motivates you? I, for me, mountain biking is just so exhilarating. I think that's the best word to use. It's fun. It's confidence building. You know, I'm middle-aged and it makes me feel like a kid again. I don't know. There's just, it's just always puts a smile on my face. I've literally been stopped on the trail multiple times just because people want to tell me you're grinning from ear to ear. So it's just a good time. Agreed. You know, it's uh, a little dose of play in our otherwise very adult lives. So true. And just getting out in nature and the different types of trails that there are and the different ecosystems. And it's just, we have, it's a great resource. I'm so stoked to live here and have it. Yeah. Um, So for those not familiar, let's give people a little lay of the land about the mountain bike infrastructure of Central Oregon. What's out there? And then we'll talk some details about projects in a little bit. Great. So CODA takes care of 600 miles of single track trails throughout Central Oregon. So there are mountain bike trails all over Central Oregon. Um, Most people, of course, think of the trails that are just west of Bend. So that starts with the Phil's Trailhead and the trails out of there. There's also multiple trailheads as you head west on Skyliner or on Cascade Lakes Highway. Um, but there's there's a ton of trail systems elsewhere. There's trail systems in Redmond. There's trail systems in South Deschutes County, the Sun River and Lapine area. There's several trail systems around Primeville. Um, there's a great trail system that allows e-bikes up in Madras. So um, there's just there's a ton of stuff. There's every this is a great place to learn mountain biking. There are a lot of really easy trails, but there's also a lot of Harder trails, tech trails, trails with jumps to get some air. There's, We've just got a little bit of everything. Yeah, it's just kind of, you know, th- hearing what you're saying and list- thinking about 600 miles of track, that's just incredible to think about how much work and dedication goes into maintaining such an incredible resource, um, really from mostly volunteers so you know kudos to you and thank it, you yeah you you know you you bring people to the community all the time who want to come here and ride the the trails in bend in central oregon so it's just amazing yeah yeah i definitely think i personally think of it like bachelor in the winter and 
riding the trails in the rest of the year. I mean, I know there's a lot more to the outdoor opportunities in Central Oregon, but but I do think the trails are a huge piece of what draws people here to live and to visit. Yeah, I mean, as both a mountain biker and a bike commuter, I I uh, personally like to just clock that I've ridden at least every month of the year, you know, a little bit, you know, at least commute a couple times in that January, February time and ride those trails out there in the, you know, the east or the more, you know, dusty trails in the summer that you can still ride in the winter, which is really pretty cool. So, yeah. For those that's, listening, you don't have to go to Bachelor. You can ride year-round. That's a good point. And there, some of the trail systems that aren't necessarily in right in Bend, but the Maston and Klein Butte and Cascade View trail systems that are kind of in that triangle between Redmond and Bend and Sisters are often riding most of the year. They don't get a ton of snow out there. Some of the trails near Prineville also ride most of the year, there's not a lot of snow there. And Madras, same thing. So there's actually a, a lot of trail opportunities pretty much year round. Yeah. Luckily, we, um, you know, we don't um, suffer from the same afflictions that our friends on the, you know, west side of the mountains do where it's just wet and muddy and gross. I mean, yeah, we get weather, but, you know, we also have lots of sun drying those trails out. So pretty fun. Um, I think a lot of people... Um, are not familiar or maybe don't even think about how much um, maintenance and, you know, work goes into maintaining those trails. So can you tell people a little bit about the work involved with keeping that 600 miles going? Yes, I appreciate being asked that because I do think you, you go out on a trail and it looks so simple. What could possibly be involved? But there's a huge amount of work involved even from the very beginning, years before a trail ever gets on the ground, it's building those relationships with the land manager and advocating for that trail system, making sure that those trails can be done in a sustainable way that respects wildlife and other resources that are on the land. You know, So all of that, that's a multi-year effort right there that's, that people have to do that takes time and money and energy and perseverance. <laughs> and then there's building the trails, which can often involve, especially for some of the modern styles of riding with more like jump trails and flow trails, you need heavy equipment, you need people who are really professionally trained to achieve that flow and like that correct design of the trail and, and build it in a way that it will shed water and have longevity. And then, you know, the maintenance just goes on forever. There's no people don't even realize hundreds upon hundreds if not thousands of trees fall across the trails every year and we have an entire team of sawyers who go out with their chainsaws really early in the season and cut those trails uh, cut the trees off the trails or otherwise you'd be hucking your bike over trees you know every few hundred yards and that would not be a very fun riding experience so and then just dealing with erosion dealing with the fact that features just get hammered um it's a it's a huge job this year we are four full-time employees and over 18,000 volunteer hours next year we'll go to five full-time employees and and probably where we really need to be is more like 10 full-time employees <laughs> to get it all done so uh just just slowly chipping away at right-sizing the organization to all the needs that there are yeah that's incredible so i had um i interviewed um a member of the central oregon nordic club um, not long ago for another story. And, you know, they were talking about their Sawyers and how they send their folks out, um, you know, 
as winter approaches to remove the trees, some of those are the same trails. So I kind of wondered, you know, what does it look like to collaborate with, you know, the people who sort of take over in the winter? You know, what's what's the backstory there? Yeah, it, we have a really great overall trails community and just sort of outdoor recreation community and a, a plug for Deschutes Trails Coalition, which is a an organization that has actually served to sort of formalize that coalition and like get all the partners together and make sure that people know each other in the different communities. So we work very closely with Meisner and Central Oregon Nordic Club and, you know, various other groups as well um, to just kind of figure all that out. Some of the Sawyers are kind of the same people that okay. work for both. So <laughs> you can it. imagine that. And so, yeah, it's all very collegial and, and works out really well. There's plenty of work for, for all the groups, basically. Yeah, I imagine those people with the chainsaws, it sounds like they're not, uh, you know, they're not easily found. Um, yeah, I don't know. The ones that do it just love it. I mean, they get a report of a tree down and they're just practically fighting over who's going to go out and get it. So. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Nice. Um, so I wanted to talk a little bit about, you know, just Ben's um, reputation um, and, you know, the secrets out on Ben for sure, right? Um, it was listed among the top 10 mountain bike destinations in the U.S. on Strava this year. What does something like that do for Ben? Um, I mean, Coda must feel some type of ownership around that. But are there pros and cons of continually being on a list like that? I don't know. I Probably I would say it's mostly pros. You know, we still, I, w- I would say most people, when you go out on our trails, it still feels a lot of times like you have the trails almost all to yourself or you'll see a few people and they'll be real nice. And there's a few trails that are super popular. Um, but for the most part, there's a lot of space out here. And I feel like it's it's good to me to get that recognition that we're a community that cares about trails and invests in trails and you know invests in thinks of outdoor recreation as a way of life right so i i guess i see mostly pros to to getting that recognition for what we have here okay yeah i mean i, I know that uh folks in other L, um, areas of the you know outdoors or trails community talk about you know when you are exposed to nature then you m- develop a love for it and maybe you'll be more likely to protect it um i've heard that that argument in favor of things like this yeah i am a huge believer in that and the thinking i mean that is what when we we did a survey a couple of years ago and we asked people sort of like what do you love about trails what inspires you and so many people cited that connection to nature and that ability to be out in nature and that kind of ineffable thing that happens when you're out in nature where you just feel good, mm-hmm. like forest bathing or whatever it is, <laughs> yeah, right? We and <laughs> We don't have to have forest bathing called a thing <laughs> to know that it's a thing, right? You're sort of bathing in the forest as you ride your bike through it, I think. So mm-hmm. yeah, I definitely see, we see a lot of folks that are involved in groups like CODA or other outdoor recreation groups also involved in and donating to stewardship groups like Central Oregon Land Watch and Deschutes Land Trust. There's a huge overlap there. So, you know, there's definitely that access to nature creates stewards is an absolutely true thing. Yeah. Um, So CODA and partners this year have made some investments in some big things that are very uh, popular and been some bike parks in Central Oregon. 
Um, tell us about those projects. Yeah. When I started as the executive director, one of the big things that I wanted to do was was position us to take better care of our bike parks and our flow trails because those they take a lot of really high-skilled work. They're constantly, with the dry soil that we have, they're sort of constantly getting degraded and need a lot of ongoing maintenance. So uh, we've been chipping away at figuring that out. And this year, through a combination of grants and individual donations, um, we were able to invest over $100,000 in sprucing up three of our bike parks. So we did a major thing out at the Phil's Trailhead, the bike park that's there. Just that space was really underutilized and could have could be so much more so now there's a ton more options for different jumps and rollers and drops and just different practice zones there's a little strider course for the little kiddos that are first getting on their bikes Um, that's been amazing then the bike park in sisters is called bike park 242 it's over by the high school and had an amazing uh effort to really revamp that place and spruce up the jump lines and the pump tracks and there's some wood features there that got improved which is excellent and also the Winoga infield at the snow park up there added some drops there and there's some good roller lines that we left because we got some feedback that you know people that are more beginners or kids really like those but we also added a jump line so it's sort of serving that more um, from beginner to more expert rider progression so yeah that's that's been fabulous to be able to do make that huge investment in keeping those places great and making it because it a lot of them had not really received the maintenance that they needed so they really needed a big upgrade and now the hope is we're well positioned to kind of keep up with the maintenance going forward in in a smaller way and and not let them get as run down so that's gonna be fabulous um yeah, and the flow trails too. We this year we developed the Send Squad, we call them, and it's <laughs> just a group of volunteers who who love riding jumps and berms and are getting the skills to shape them as well. And they're they've just been out there on lower whoops and tilly winks and all the jump trails, just really taking care of those. So so stoked to see that type of riding get more attention and more stewardship. Yeah, I mean certainly you know the the folks who um, are riding those kind of trails. They're well aware of like the fun and maybe the fitness and benefits of it. But I just wanted to like talk a minute about like what is a pump track for those who are beginners? Like what is the benefit, not just the fun, but like what are you doing on a pump track and you know all of that? Like what do we get out of this? Right. Uh, well, a pump track specifically, you should be able to ride it by pumping with your body and your arms. I've heard Lindsay Richter of Ladies All Ride describes it almost like the motion you do when you're swinging on a swing and you should be able to move through it without breaking and gain your momentum by like pumping the rollers. So um, basically what you're doing there is just learning a new skill, that body position and how to maneuver your bike and how to use things other than your brakes and your pedals to help you move through the terrain is all part of skills. So bikes, parks are a great place to learn all those skills braking cornering you know um correct body position so and we actually uh did some outreach to some of the coaches around town and got their input on what they wanted to see in bike parks because coaches often use those areas to take groups out kids or or whoever they're coaching and help them work on those skills really intentionally and then it's kind of like all right now take that to the trail and see how your riding improves yeah, I mean, I guess my commentary on that would be 
I feel like they're a place where you really learn how to use your whole body to bike rather than just like thinking it's just about your legs and pedaling and stuff. Yeah, it's one of the classic things that helped me a lot as a new rider and that I still think about because it's always part of it is you go where you look and you have to not just look with your eyes. You can't just like look out of the corner of your eye. If you're going around a corner, you need to be turning your whole body into that corner to make your bike follow the line that you're trying to follow. So learning things like that and practicing it and doing it right and doing it wrong, right, is how you figure it out. Yeah. Um, Are there certain like etiquette elements like if you go out to Phil's and ride that skills park that people should be aware of? Um, I guess the big thing is we, we ask that people, especially not letting kids climb all over the jumps and just sort of play on them because that definitely will speed up how fast the dirt erodes and degrades those jumps. So we really ask that people ride the jumps and if you want to play like play in the woods (laughs) instead of on the jumps um but that's really there's no particular direction or anything like that that you're supposed to go clockwise or this way or that way so it's pretty seeing people out there I think really that's the main etiquette it's just general situational awareness and then not not climbing on the jumps (laughs) yeah (laughs) let's keep them nice out there people um, another thing that um, that you know is a is a topic of conversation in um, the bike world and and especially the people who ride trails is just the e-bike conversation. Um, and I think um, you know we're seeing a lot more of them on the streets these days. And I feel like the awareness and the acceptance has kind of risen in the last few years. Um, what is that translating to out there on the trails? Because, you know, I know right now, National Forest, it's a no on the single track. BLM, you can ride them. BLM, well, BLM still has both, both the federal land managers, Forest Service and BLM, most of their trails are either categorized as non-motorized or motorized. So there are still trails on BLM that are in that non-motorized category where there wouldn't be e-bikes. Um, uh, we are talking with both of those land managers about, you know, things have just changed so fast. You know, and five years ago, I think there was a lot of fear and resistance to e-bikes. Um, and you just don't see that as much. That that said, there are a lot of different, there's a large range of different things that might be called an e-bike. You know, there's a, there's a bike that looks basically just like a mountain bike and you would hardly know the difference to everything that is more like a little motorcycle, right? Mm-hmm. So, so what we're talking about when we talk about e-bikes is a bit of a question, but, um, and then it, it, it takes the land managers, some land managers are more open to changing, uh, and, and can change more quickly with the way their policies and procedures work than others. So like in Madras, that system, um, has allowed e-bikes since it was built it's on city property and they were just really open to it right they're like and we've not had a single report of any kind of user conflicts or anything involving e-bikes so as e-bikes become more as as other areas adopt e-bikes on trails and we see data actually coming in on some of these things like well does it cause more user conflicts does it make the trails degrade faster we're mostly seeing that that's not so much the case um for us here it will be our federal land managers just have so much on their plate between fire and logging and all the different recreation interests and many other projects besides that the reality will be that the 
the changes they have to make and the process they have to go through to make sure that any changes to the trail designations are done in a smart way will take years. So we are some years away from seeing something like riding an e-bike at Phil's. Um, but those conversations are definitely happening. And there have been some community conversations led by Deschutes Trails Coalition, which was really interesting to have the public have an opportunity to sort of say, what do you think? What What if we opened some of the trails? Or what if we opened all of the trails? And it was interesting to see. There's definitely still some some fear and concern about what that would look like, you know, more people riding further. But then there's a lot of folks that are like, hey, you know, I have a condition or whatever that the only way I can really access these trails would be on an e-bike. Um, so so I, I definitely think we'll see some change over the next few years. What exactly that'll look like? I don't have a crystal ball, but... It, were you able to get some of the results from that survey from Deschutes Trails Coalition? Like, co- what kind of, what was the, you know, what were the consensus yeah, markers? It, I haven't looked at it in detail. I think it's been out about a week or maybe two, so okay. I haven't dug into it that much. But it seemed like they basically just cataloged the different things that people said. So there was sort of like stuff in the pros com- column and stuff mm. in the cons column, and it was just different. I, I would say that on my initial look, some of the things that I saw in the cons column are things when you look at data that's coming out of places where they've adopted e-bikes, they're not really played out in the data, okay. right? So that's more natural to be concerned and to to have that fear of change because it's hard to put the genie back in the bottle. But mm-hmm. But I would say that the data aren't really showing that a lot of those concerns come to pass in any major way. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So before we, you know, kind of think about wrapping up here, I want to just talk about what are you looking forward to with CODA? What what are some things on the horizon for you? Oh, well, so the BLM just um, finalized the planning process on some additional trails at Klein Butte and at Cascade View. Uh, The trails at Klein Butte have never really been formalized in BLM's inventory, which is why there's no signage out there. Uh If you go somewhere and there's no signage, that might be a good indication those are actually user-built trails and not (laughs) formally recognized. Um, So that is going to be a big project for us. We're going after a big grant now to help BLM implement that. So we'll see a new climbing trail and some trails adjusted for that go onto some private property and a new blue line off of Klein Butte that will be great. Some additional mileage at Cascade View that will kind of, that system right now is a little undersized. So that'll get that up to a better size and then connections. So Cascade View, Klein Butte and Maston will all be connected by trail. So you'll be able to, if you want to do these like mega rides connecting mm-hmm. all the different trails and all of them. So we're really excited about implementing that project and, I don't know, just generally excited about growing and getting our budget up. You know, we're still very dependent. I mean, we're 100% dependent on grants and donations from the community. So just trying to grow that so that we can do all these things because it, it's very highly dependent on the funding as most things are. So Yeah, but it seems like it's moving in the dire- right direction. You said you've increased your number of staff over the years. Um, sounds like there's some por- support, some support behind you for sure. Yeah, the community is has been really supportive. It's really, really great to see that. And from the time that I started in 2021 to now, we've doubled our budget, and then we're hoping to double our budget again. And I've, I've yeah, I definitely think our budget is 
probably shockingly small for what we're able to accomplish. So try to get there with a little less like burnout and (laughs) burning out some of our VIP volunteers as well. So yeah, Yeah, I mean, speaking of that, you know, what are some of your needs in terms of volunteer roles? Oh, yeah. Well, anyone can get involved in trail work. We use Meetup to put all of our events. So if you join our Meetup group, you'll see all the volunteer events that there are. I mean, we're having some, we're helping BLM at Klein Butte with planting some sagebrush out there over the next couple of weekends. So those are on there. We've had some really good conditions over the, like this fall. So I think there's even a few trail work events coming up on different parts of the system. Um, So you can go on Meetup and get involved in trail work and you don't need to have any experience. You don't need to be like strong, you know, just show up. Anybody can do it. And then if you fall in love with it, they can walk you through the path to becoming more skilled and even becoming what we call a crew leader who takes other people out to do trail work once you kind of learn the ropes. And so you can go that path. Or if you're more like, I'm an off the trail type of person. We have a bunch of different committees. We have a marketing committee, a development committee, a grants committee. Um, I'm, the ones that I'm thinking of are not sounding so fun, <laughs> but certain people will perk up their ears for that. Advocacy committee. So that's all on our website as well. So if you want to get involved in a committee, there's a little application form or you can just shoot us an email and uh, we'd love to get you involved in whatever way. Yeah. I mean, you were telling me also there's a, a group of all women who go out Oh, yeah. The Women of CODA. This is such a fabulous program. A couple of women volunteers were like, you know, we just need a program. We really think women want more community to get involved. And so they just started this where they their model is more like they go on rides and then they do different trail work as part of those rides, usually brushing. So cutting back plants that are growing into the trail and hitting you in the face. And so that's really good to combine with riding because it's often like if you were just walking, it would take forever to go from this little area to that little area where it's needed. So, and they just have a ton of fun with that. So yeah. And, and really anyone, they're kind of like all inclusive. They're like, really anyone is welcome. We talk about it as women or, you know, identifying as female, but really anyone could come. Mm-hmm. Super cool. Well, it's been so much fun getting caught up on what Coda's doing. Uh, great having you here, Emmy. Yeah. Thanks for all your great questions and Hope everybody goes and rides their bike. Yeah, ride your bikes, peeps.